Happy day, Rousseau Garcia with Why Jesus. Hoping that you are having a great, fabulous day. That you are able to see sunshine in the midst of dark clouds and still able to find God's light and rays in your life. So that makes me smile just thinking about it. And I like to think about things like that especially at times like this. So I'm hoping that you do the same for you and your loved ones. And most of all, that you remember that you are a child of God, that he loves you, and that he is ready to bless you as long as you make him a part of your life. So I have decided to break this particular lesson into at least a couple of episodes on this podcast. So this is the last or the second part of um, the Come Follow Me manual for the week of January 18th through the 24th. And uh, we are covering what is called My Work Shall Go Forth um, Harvest Time. And so last time we talked about how um, God has been very um, direct and forward as he normally is because he is God and he only speaks truth um, that he very forward says uh, the following, the works and the designs and the purposes of God cannot be frustrated, neither can they come to naught. For God doth not walk in crooked paths, neither doth he turn to the right hand nor to the left, neither doth he vary from that which he hath said. Therefore, his paths are straight and his course is one eternal round. Remember, remember that it is not the work of God that is frustrated, but the work of men. For although a man may have many revelations and have power to do mighty works, yet if he boasts in his own strength and sets at naught the counsels of God and follows after the dictates of his own will and carnal desires, he must fall and incur the vengeance of a just God upon him. Behold, you have been entrusted with these things, but how strict were your commandments, and remember also the promises which were made to you if you did not transgress them. And behold, how oft have you transgressed the commandments and the laws of God, and have gone in the persuasions of man. For behold, You should not have feared man more than God, although men set at naught the counsels of God and despise his words. Yet you should have been faithful, and he would have extended his arm and supported you against all the fiery darts of the adversary, and he would have been with you in every time of trouble. Behold, thou art, insert your name, 
and thou was chosen to do the work of the Lord. But because of transgression, if thou art not aware, thou will fall. But remember, God is merciful. Therefore repent of that which thou hast done, which is contrary to the commandment which I gave you. And thou art still chosen, and art again called to the work. Except thou do this, thou shalt be delivered up, and become as other men, and have no more gift. And when thou deliverest up that which God had given thee, sight and power to translate, thou deliverest up that which was sacred into the hands of a wicked man, who has set at naught the counsels of God, and has broken the most sacred promises which were made before God and has depended upon his own judgment and boasted of his own wisdom. And this is the reason that thou hast lost thy privilege as for a season. For thou hast suffered the counsel of thy director to be trampled upon from the beginning. And that was, I don't know. God could not have said that any more beautiful. Um, straightforward. He does not walk in crooked ways. He is the God of truth. His purposes shall roll forth despite what man may think. And this message just gives me hope because a lot of the times when we hear the bleak messages coming through in the world today and how we literally um, it appears that the majority of the people voted God out of the country when you feel that and see that you know evil is getting away with evil um, it's not that I question where is God and why he's not taking over and defeating evil. Obviously, he's got a plan on when the harvest is, and apparently it's not just yet. I believe he's going to allow evil to have his reign for a season, and we are living in it, and... Uh, yeah, some of us are getting discouraged and losing hope. But this particular section here, wow, he just injected power um, on him. Power for us through him to overcome the evil day. And so... He wants you to remember that even though we are wicked and we stray from the truth and from doing what he called us to do, which was stand for him and his son, to stand strong, believing in them, and to not let the fiery darts of the adversary get to us because the reward in the next life will be so much greater than the reward that we could ever possibly get here. And so 
Yes, he's saying thou should not have feared man more than God. But we can truly see, you know, how Satan is manipulating men and their carnal desires for power in the governments of the world to suppress the people and to uh, commit high crimes against humanity because that is exactly what is happening around the world. All without a shot being fired by any country against another. It is a definite evil way of um, bringing death to people. And so as much as I don't like it. We're part of it. And we know that the purposes of God will not be frustrated. The carnal desires for power of man will be. The victory is already won through the saving grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They are the winners. They will be the winners. They will make the truth come out. And sadly, men's hearts will fail them when that does. And hopefully we are strengthening ourselves through the word of Christ, the scriptures, and through living the commandments so that we will not fall either. But bottom line, he is admonishing us as humans, but also reminding us that he is merciful. And as long as we repent and we come back to him, it, we have a bright new beginning with him again, and that we will be rightful heirs to his blessings in the next life if we stick to our purpose, the purpose that we were sent here for. And that is to stand strong proclaiming Jesus Christ against evil in these last days because literally my fellow neighbors, brothers and sisters, that is all that you and I are going to be able to do is stand strong in the faith and um, advocate the love of Jesus Christ and repentance to a wicked world so that he, he can claim more, so that his harvest in bringing souls to him will be more plentiful than it would be otherwise right now. Because, I don't know about you, but isn't it sad that during hard times, that's the time when we start looking more to God and uh, trying to f make sense of the world we live in and find purpose and and feel a greater priority towards family and country and church and faith. We don't do that when things are good in our lives, sadly. So sometimes this, things like this in life humble us to get back to our roots and the things that do matter. And so um, he's saying, you know, this is the time when he is preparing uh, to to reap 
the harvest of all those that will turn for him and hopefully not against him anymore. And so you, my brothers and sisters, we are God's hands to proclaim his love, his blessings, um, the gift of repentance and resurrection that Jesus Christ paid the price for so that we take full advantage of that and wipe ourselves clean from all sins so that we can live in their presence because it, it would be very unimaginable for you and I to think that we can continue to have a foot in Babylon or the world and have a foot over here with God and think that we're going to make it and be with God knowing all the wickedness that we participated in and we think we're going to be happy living with God? No, just like the scriptures say, we would rather have the rocks fall upon us and hide us from our sins so that they could not see us and and let those sins shine through. So, no, we're going to have to choose more wisely, my friends. Everything that you and I have been doing to keep the foot in Babylon or in the world, we're going to need to like totally jump with two feet on God's side if we want to make it. Um, because literally, I don't know about you, but I've often contemplated on that scripture that says, choose you this day whom you will serve, for you cannot choose... Um, both mammon and God. And I thought, well, you know, I'm not a terrible person. Um, I do my best to live my religion and be a good example to my children and, and try to get better um, at serving my fellow man and, and my country, etc. But this is how subtle Satan is. You know, I mean, he sells it really well to all of us. I mean, we all want to wear the name brands, the big corporations, you know, the Hollywood styles, the, you know, best places to travel to, places to see, whatever. And we have sold out, my friends. We have sold out. We are using our money to buy oppression and suppress people's freedoms around the world by buying from companies that pay peanuts to people to produce what they want while they get rich and famous, yet others are suffering and getting peanuts and living in sweatshops. And while we receive the glory of the world, are you kidding me? I mean, we have sold out to all of this, all of this, everything we use from these big monopolies, because that's what they are, you know, from our cell phones to our, the clothes we wear to the cars we drive to the everything we buy that is made outside of this country. My gosh, we have sold out our own freedom 
because now these companies and their these countries are coming in to take over our country. Um, we're letting them. Our government has sold us out completely as well. So there is a lot to change, my friends. I've taken that particular scripture to heart and saying, I will no longer, no longer use my money to oppress people, suppress, and to take away freedoms and put all of us in bondage as we currently are. Because we have given so much darn money and power to these companies that, oh yeah, you know, I want my package to get here in a day or two. So I'm going to pay this company, um, you know, a subscription fee to, to deliver that good. And, oh yeah, you know, I mean, I can, at the snap of a finger, find all the information I want on Google and this is fabulous. And what are these companies doing to us? They're turning around and taking our freedoms, you know, and, and it is our fault. Nobody else's. We've been lulled away because we kept a foot in Babylon and never really made an honest effort to live with God. And so I decided no more, no more. Um, just as insignificant as you think I am, you know, um, that you think, oh, like that poem that says, you know, why are you throwing that starfish back into the ocean when there's thousands of them out here? You can't possibly make a difference for, you know, all this to go away. And as he threw one at a time into the ocean, he said, well, I made a difference to that one and that one. Well, um, that is my plan of action currently because I feel like that's the only way that I'm going to be able to sleep well, knowing that I have taken my foot off Babylon and that I am no longer going to fear man more than God and I'm not going to put the counsels of God at naught over what the world may say of me and what, you know, people will cancel me out for uh, saying the things that I say or supporting who I support. It is sad. It is really sad to know people I have cared and called friends have pushed away. I don't know why. I'm still the same person. I'm still kind and helpful and, and do everything like I've done before. Nothing has changed. But in their minds, yes, oh, we can't possibly associate because we don't believe the same. We don't think the same. Are you kidding me? I feel sad that that has happened, but it has. And so you can plainly see how Satan is making a push for taking us down with him and try and take the harvest away from Heavenly Father. So I'm going to beg with you to take your foot off the other side and jump right into God's side so that our harvest may be more plentiful in getting our family and loved ones with us and away from 
the fiery darts of the adversary that are coming. So, my friends, this particular section here um, says, The Lord asks me to serve him with all my heart. And truly, I have felt that. Because I have felt so ashamed that I didn't have that insight as to what that scripture meant. That you can't serve both mammon and God at the same time. You can't. And so I am now searching deep in my heart so that I can serve my God the way he wants me to. And use me as he wants in these last days because these last days will be tough but they would be tougher if we did not come back to him so how is he asking us to stand firm and serve him with all our heart might mind and strength he's saying first you have to get your own witness that he is god that jesus is the christ let's get our own witness we can't rely on other people's beliefs and testimonies anymore. It, it, it's game over if we do in these last days. So he is teaching us. It says here, I can give gain my own witness of the Book of Mormon, which is of Jesus Christ. Um. And so there's a few scriptures here that tell us how to do that. And I'm just going to read that to you. There's plenty of some. Um, uh, well, I'll read um, about. There's a couple of scriptures on Second Corinthians. Let me see. I'm going to read Second Corinthians 13.1. This is the third time I am coming to you in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. So, the Bible is a first witness. Book of Mormon is the second witness. The Pearl of Great Price. I mean, Doctrine and Covenants, which is what we're reading on. The third witness, Pearl of Great Price, the fourth witness. We have enough witnesses of God and Jesus Christ for us to make that decision, my friends. Because he clearly said that on that scripture. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. And that's also in the rule of law. And the next verse um, is from Doctrine and Covenants, eleven, chapter 5, 11 through 15. It says, And in addition to your testimony, the testimony of three of my servants, whom I shall call and ordain, unto whom I will show these things, and they shall go forth with my words that are given through you. Yea, they shall know of a surety that these things are true. From heaven will I declare it unto them. I will give them power that they may behold and view these things as they are. And to none else will I grant this power to receive the same testimony among these generations. In this, the beginning of the rising up and the coming forth of my church out of the wilderness, wilderness, clear as a moon and fair as a sun and terrible as an army with banners. And the testimony of three witnesses will I send forth of my 
word, which is falls along with the Second Corinthians thirteen one. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. He goes on to say on Moroni ten three five, my favorite thing that you can put to the test. Behold, I will exhort you that when ye shall read these things, if it be wisdom in God that ye should read them, that ye would remember how merciful the Lord hath been unto the children of men from the creation of Adam even down until the time that ye shall receive these things and ponder it in your hearts. And when ye shall receive these things, I would exhort you that ye would ask God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, if these things are not true, and if I, and if ye shall ask with a sincere heart, with real intent, having faith in Christ, he will manifest the truth of it unto you by the power of the Holy Ghost. And by the power of the Holy Ghost, ye may know the truth of all things. I love it. You and I can know the truth of all things. If we put this to the test. So my brothers and sisters. What a message of hope. What a message. For us to decipher. Truth from evil in these last days. God does not walk in crooked paths. And you and I have seen the crooked paths. Before our eyes. We have heard witnesses and testimonies of crooked, evil people. And we know that does not come from God. And we know that although it seems like God has been taken out of this country, um, it's just temporary. The victory has been won. You and I must stand firm and hold fast to the word of God more than ever. And help him to bring more of our brothers and sisters to his side. To take the feet, the foot away from Babylon, the world. And get back to serving the only true and living God. Full of truth, full of mercy, full of love for you and I. So, I hope that... You felt how important this section was that he is telling us this generation shall receive God's word through and he names this prophet of this last dispensation, Joseph Smith. Who was this prophet? A weak and simple man. God chose the weak and simple people of the world to convert the world and turn it back to him. You and I are the simple and weak people of the world that he will use our hands to help him reap the harvest and bring as many of our brothers and sisters unto him in these last days for his second coming. So I pray that you and I will be strong and keep the faith and be glad that the victory has been won.
you and I are on the right side if we choose to stay there. So let's do that. This is Rosario Garcia with White Jesus signing off for now.